Shall we just take a little breather for a minute or two? (laughs) All right, so we are in the book of Ezra again this evening. Can you just turn that down a little bit, Paul? Thank you. In the book of Ezra this evening, that's perfect, thank you. Uh, Ezra, this morning, sorry. (laughs) Um, If you could turn with me to chapter 5. jacket off after that. Uh. Not that we're unfit at all. Not at all. <laughs> right. Um, let's read from um, <clears throat> chapter 5 of Ezra. And we're going to read from verse number 6. If you remembered last week we left off where God was watching and Tatnai had come along and he wanted to disrupt the work and you know it wasn't any of his business wasn't his his jurisdiction but he was there and um he wanted the 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 leaders to basically give up the names of those that were workers and of course they didn't and they stood upon their purpose in the lord and then we read uh that in first five this is where we kind of left off last week that uh, there was a letter um, to be written to Darius, and that was going to come from Tatnai. So what we'll do this morning, we're going to read from verse number 6 to verse 17, and then as we get into the sermon proper, we'll deal with uh, the chapter 6 all the way up to verse 14. Um, but let's begin in Ezra chapter number 5 and verse number 6. It says, The copy of the, Lord that Tat- or the, copy of the letter that Tatnai, governor on this side of the river, and Shethnar Bonsai and his companions, the Africites, which were on the side of the river, sent unto Darius the king. They sent a letter unto him, wherein was written this, Unto Darius the king, all peace. I mean, that's groveling to start with, isn't it? Be it known unto the king that we went into the province of Judea, to the house of the great God, which is builded with great stones, and timbers laid upon the walls, and this work goeth fast on, and prospereth in their hands. Then we asked those elders and said unto them thus, Who commanded you to build this house and to make up these walls? We asked their names also to certify thee that we might write the names of the men that were chief of them. And thus they returned us answer, saying, We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth and build the house that was builded these many years ago, which a great king of Israel builded and set up. But after that, our fathers had provoked the God of heaven unto wrath. He gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this house and carried the people away into Babylon. But in the first year of Cyrus, the king of Babylon, the same king Cyrus made a decree to build this house of God. And the vessels also of gold and silver of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took out of the temple that was in Jerusalem, and brought them into the temple of Babylon. Those did Cyrus the king take out of the temple of Babylon, and they were delivered unto one whose name was Shezbazar, whom he made governor. And they said unto him, Take these vessels, go carry them into the temple that is in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be builded in this place. 
Then came the same Shezbazar and laid the foundation of the house of God which is in Jerusalem. And since that time, even until now, hath it been in building, and yet is not finished. Now therefore, if it seem good to the king, let there be a search, let there be a search made in the king's treasure house, which is there at Babylon, whether it be so that a decree was made of Cyrus the king to build this house of God at Jerusalem, and let the king send his pleasure to us concerning this matter. Let's just pause for a word of prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, as we come before you this morning, we are ever mindful that you are the lawgiver and the lawmaker. You are supremely sovereign over all, Lord. And Lord, we pray this morning as we come to your word that you would speak to us. Lord, I pray that you would use me this morning. Lord, that you would give me strength, give me clarity. I pray, Lord, that you would settle each one of our hearts this morning to hear from you. I know, Lord, that we all come here with busy lives and busy thoughts. But Lord, will you settle us? May your spirit calm us to hear from you. And Lord, I pray that your word preached would be a searching one. It would be a supporting one. And also, Lord, it would be a serious one. Whatever we need this morning, Lord, I pray that you would indeed bless us with it. Show us truth and reassure us with that truth. And we ask all these things in the name of our Lord and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we've read there and we've kind of got the um, backstory of what's happening. So last week, again, as I've said, you know, there's this effort to disrupt the work and to stop the building of the temple. And Tatnai is at the very center of this. And we made no mistake in highlighting him last week as an agent of the enemy. He's there to cause trouble. There's no doubt about it. He is a worker of iniquity. And he wants to stop the work of God taking place. And the letter is written. And basically, as we've read, the letter kind of uh, tells us that he writes to the king and says, King, this surely can't be so. The things that they're saying are outrageous. You know, these are, these are, these are Jews. Why would, why would a king ever uh, of Persia ever give such a decree to these people? They're troublemakers. They're riffraff. Um, you know, they're not worthy of it. Have a look and surely you'll find that this is a big lie. It's a sham. They're there in a false premise and put a stop to this work. So that's what happens. And this letter goes and it comes to Darius. And that's what we're going to look at this morning in detail. We're going to have a look at Darius and the three decrees. Now I said decrees and not degrees. For those of you who are old enough, you're not getting a rendition of when will I see you again. <laughs> JJ and Michael are like, three degrees? <laughs> There's enough of us who know who the three degrees are. This is not the three Degrees. This is the three decrees. And a decree is an official order that has the force of law. Now, you know, we've been through two years of COVID, so we are well aware of decrees that come from the government and have the force of law behind them. So Darius, he was the sovereign ruler. He was the one that had the right to make these decrees. And, and that's what he did. He was the lawgiver. He was the sovereign ruler. And he responds to the letter that he has received from Tatnai about the building of the temple in Jerusalem 
by this Hebrew remnant. And chapter uh, 6, verses 1 to 14, details his response. And he responds in three ways, with three decrees. And the first decree, I want you to see that Darius issues, is a searching decree. And look at verse 1 of chapter 6. He issues a searching decree. Then Darius the king made a decree. And search was made in the house of the rules where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. And there was found at Achmetha, in the place that is in the province of the Medes, a rule. And therein was the record thus written. In the first year of Cyrus the king, the same Cyrus the king, made a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be builded, the place where they offered sacrifice. Let the foundations thereof be strongly laid, the height thereof three score cubits, and the breadth thereof three score cubits. With three rows of great stones and a row of new timber, let the expenses be given out of the king's house. And also let the golden and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took forth out of the temple, which is at Jerusalem, and brought unto Babylon, be restored. And brought up again unto the temple which is at Jerusalem, every one to his place, and place him in the house of God. Now therefore, Tatnai, governor beyond the river, Sheznar Bonzai, and your companions, the whatever their name is, which are beyond the river, be ye far from thence. Let the work of this house of God alone, let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build this house of God in his place. So Darius comes along and he issues this decree that the records be searched. And the records are searched, that's in verse 1. And then we find in verse number 2 there is a scroll, a, a writing that has been found that details everything that we read about in the earlier chapters of Ezra. So here we find that this record has been preserved. Now at this point I want to say to you and ask you the question, is that an accident? No. It's divine providence. It's the sovereign hand of God. Remember, he's the one that had stirred the heart of the heathen ruler. He's the one who had stirred the heart of those Hebrew people to go back in. He was the one that was moving this along. And when God is in it, it will be complete if his people are faithful to it. This is all coming about as a result of the leaders of the remnant standing up and saying, no, we won't stop. No, we won't give you the names of our compatriots. We are here on God's work and purpose and we are getting back to doing what we should be doing. And the search is made and, and, and the records show that indeed what was said had happened had actually happened. And then that because of this, uh, Darius goes on to say that the Jews can go back and they can go back and they can build and they should be building because that's what was said by Cyrus under the decree of Cyrus. Now we have to remember at the time period in history we're dealing with, we're dealing with the Medes and the Persians. That's what's going on here in this period. They've come along, the Babylonians have been overthrown and the Medes and the Persians have come along and the Medes and the Persians had the law of the Medes and the Persians. What was that law? Turn to Esther chapter number 1. 
Esther 1, chapter number 1, and verse 19. Again, this is the same time period we're going to delve into Esther a little bit later on in our studies. But nevertheless, Esther 1, verse 19, If it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him. What's the commandment? It's a decree, a royal decree from him. And let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes that it be not altered. It be not altered. You get a reference to this in Daniel also. The law of the Medes and the Persians was, once it was decreed by the king, it could not be altered. Couldn't be changed. Usually successive governments, regimes, uh, rulers come in and they'll change whatever the previous lot have done. According to the law of the Medes and the Persians, under their whole code of conduct, if the king had decreed it, it stood. Couldn't be altered. Couldn't be altered. Again, let me ask you a question. Accident? That this decree from Cyrus for God's people to go back and build a temple was given at a time where this overarching law and principle was in that once it was decreed, it could not be changed. Accident? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. God doesn't do accidents. Evolution does accidents. God doesn't do accidents. He's ordered and he's purpose. And this was such a time that this decree was given and it couldn't be changed. And the records, because of all this, they kept records. They had to keep records. Because, because of the law of the Medes and the Persians, if it was a law that couldn't be changed and, and, and people would come along and want to change it, they had to have a record of what it was. So it was all there. God's sovereignty working through that heathen ruler at a time in history where that decree, that command couldn't be changed by the people that were trying to change it at that point in time. That's God's sovereign hand. You know, we often say God's still on the throne. Amen? God never left the throne. He never left the throne. Jesus stepped forth into earth, but God the Father never left the throne. God's sovereignty has never been in question. From the garden to the very end, he is on the throne. He is on the throne and will never be moved. When he moved at this time in the people's history, and it was the right time, so Tatnai sends a letter to Darius expecting him to find no such thing. And in fact, the records dig up that indeed God's people were sent by Cyrus. And that command is written in the law of the Medes and the Persians and it cannot be changed. It cannot be changed. And as a result of this, Darius says, verses 6 and 7, that the work will continue. Verse 6, now therefore, Tatnai, governor beyond the river. Remember? He was interfering in stuff that had nothing to do with him. He was the governor of the Trans-Euphrates area. Coming down into the province of Judea was not his jurisdiction. And Darius cleverly reminds him of it. 
governor beyond the river. Twice it says beyond the river in that, in that, in that passage. And then verse 7, let the work of this house of God alone. Leave it alone. Stay away from it. So the first decree of Darius was a searching one. And the search revealed that the people of God were in the right and they were acting according to what they had been allowed to do well within the law of the Medes and the Persians. So the first decree of Darius is a searching one. Then there's a second decree from Darius in verses 8 to 10. And this decree is a supporting one. It's a supporting decree. Look at verse 8 of Ezra 6. Moreover, I make a decree, what shall you do to the elders of these Jews for the building of this house of God that are of the king's goods, even of the tribute beyond the river? Forthwith, expenses be given unto these men that they not be hindered. And that which they have need of, both young bullocks and rams and lambs, for the burnt offering of the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, and oil according to the appointment of the priests which are at Jerusalem. Let it be given them day by day without fail, that they may offer the sacrifices of sweet savours unto the God of heaven, and pray for the life of the king and for his son. So here Darius then issues this supporting decree. And this decree is that that the work of the building of the house of God is to be supported. And it is to be supported by those very rabble-rousers that tried to stop the work of God. This is not going to plan for Tatnai. He wrote this letter and he thinks he's going to stop the work of God. But instead of stopping it, Darius supports it. And says, you know, they've got to be provided for. All they need to do what they need to do is going to be provided for. And more so, you're going to provide for it out of your taxes. They're to provide for the supplies for the priests to operate the Levitical system. So not only are they providing for the actual building of the temple, they're providing for the life of the temple. For the priests to do the sacrifices. For the Levitical system that's detailed in Leviticus. So more than just stopping it, they've actually gone above and beyond in providing for it through their actions. Because God's sovereign. God's sovereign. John MacArthur tells, tells of a story, um, a few years ago this was now, probably maybe three or four years ago, where the state, the county came along and they wanted to take like 150 parking spaces from the front of the church and, and just where they had it was you know different uh, venues in the round and it was shared parking space and the state wanted to come along and they wanted to take 150 of um, their spaces and of course the church went went to court and went through the legal system to fight this and and what happened was they won that battle and they they were able to keep their 150 spaces But what had transpired while they were fighting that battle and they couldn't use those spaces, which wasn't for a huge length of time, the local synagogue came along and said, well, we don't really use our um, spaces on Sundays. You can have them. You can have ours. You can use ours. And they gladly and kindly gave them 180 car parking spaces 
to use while this was going on. Then the church, MacArthur's church, um, won the battle. And they got the 150 spaces back. And they said to the synagogue, you know, we don't need the space. The synagogue says, no, you might as well use them because we don't use them. So what had happened was, rather than losing 150 spaces, under the sovereignty of God, they gained 180 spaces. And that's what's going on here. And that's what will go on if we are about God's work, God's way, in God's will. Those are the caveats. If we do it, there is nothing in this world that can stop us. Nothing. Our problem isn't that the world stops us. Our problem is that we stop ourselves in the work of God. Just like these people in Ezra where we get more concerned about our own lives and our own homes. And our eyes get off the ball of what we're really here for. When the church behaves in the way it should, and we looked at this last Sunday night at the Church of Philadelphia, there's no stopping the work of God. Because God is on the throne. Always, forever, eternally sovereign over all things. God's sovereignty doesn't switch on and off depending on our life situation. But I think as believers, we all have a little switch for God where we turn his divinity on and off. His all presence, oh, I don't want him to see, off. His sovereignty, I'll take care of this, off. God was in control and God was working and God is good to his people. God is good. Every day, God is good. The very breath that we have, the privileges that we have here this morning, God is good. God is good. And he is sovereign and he is in control and these enemies of the builders of God's work these people that wanted to come along and stop it in its tracks weren't able to stop it and more than that the events that they orchestrated to bring it to a cease and a halt it actually resulted in the supporting of that work not just for the building but for the service and the life of God's people as they went about the Levitical system which was all a pointer to the Lord Jesus Christ. So instead of stopping it, they became the ones that bankrolled it. And I've no doubt that Tatnai, upon hearing this and his band of rabble rousers, would have been absolutely infuriated by this. Infuriated by this. The first decree is a searching decree, and the records are found to be true. The second decree is a supporting decree. The work has to go on and the work will be paid for for those that have tried to stop it. That nice furious. And that leads us to our third decree. And here, verses 11 to 14, I want you to see that Darius issues a serious decree. Look at verse 11. Also I have made a decree that whosoever shall alter this word, let timber be pulled from his house, and being set up, let him be hanged thereon, and let his house be made a dunghill for this. And the God that has caused his name to dwell there, destroy all kings and people, that shall put to their hand to alter and to destroy this house of God, which is at Jerusalem. 
I, Darius, made a decree. Let it be done with speed. Then Tatnai, governor on this side of the river, says in her bonsai and their companions, according to that which Darius the king had sent, so they did speedily. And the elders of the Jews builded and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Ido. And they builded and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel and according to the commandment of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. So this third decree is a very serious decree. It's a serious warning to those that will come along and try and alter the decree of the king. It's a serious warning to those that will come along and try and hinder that work of God. Basically, anybody that messes with this faces their life being taken and being hanged thereon upon wood from their own house. This reminds us of, again, Esther, when we uh, deal with Haman, who faces the same fate as he goes to destroy the people of God. Um, Because God's sovereign. God's sovereign. And God is using this heathen ruler, and he's a heathen ruler, using him to support the people of God and the work of God. And again, you know, Darius is sovereign ruler. There's nothing that Tatnai can do here. All options are exhausted. He has come to the rule maker and the rule giver. He's come to the sovereign king. And there is no higher authority in the land. He's nowhere to appeal. He's nowhere to go to. He's stuck. He's done. He's finished. And I'm sure he's absolutely furious. And not only does the king say, you know, be wary of messing with this. You'll pay with your life. He says, get these things done and get these things done with speed at the end of verse 12. What did Tatnai and the others do? End of verse 13, they did it speedily. This was a serious decree. No time to mess about. They couldn't go back and, and start their funny business again. They couldn't go back and start to try and disrupt again. They were going to pay for it with their life. That was the king's decree. And he was sovereign over all. So Tatnai and his band, they went about and did it speedily. And from their money boxes, from their bank accounts, from their riches, The work of God was to be complete. Verse 14. And the elders of the Jews builded. They builded with the finances from these people that had tried to stop the work of God. And they prospered through the prophecy of Haggai and of Zechariah. God's men given the word of God to encourage the people, to keep them on the path, to keep them on the work. And then it says, and they builded it and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel and according to the commandment of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes, the king of Persia. What you have there, number one, the work of God is complete because the people of God got about God's work. Number two, you have the order, the divine order. God first, government second. The work was completed according to the commandment of God and then according to the commandment of the government. That is the divine order, folks. 
There is no higher law than the lawgiver, God himself. Always him. Always him first. And when the two do not match, God wins. God wins. That's the order. And God will provide. God will provide. He did it for those people. He will do it for us. So there we have the three decrees of Darius. The first decree, it was a searching decree. A search was made of the records and, and the records showed that the Jews were being faithful to that which they've been allowed to do. They have been given the royal authority of the king to rebuild. Darius' second decree was a supporting decree and he said that the agitators had to pay for the work to rebuild the temple from their own uh, coffers, from their own piggy banks. They had to pay for it. And then the third and final decree was a serious one that death would face anyone that messed with the decree of Darius. And again, each one of these decrees was given under the rule of the, or the law of the Medes and the Persians. They could not be altered. It was unchangeable. And that concept of the law of the Medes and the Persians wasn't new to them. wasn't new to them. That concept had existed from eternity past. That concept had existed because God, when he gives a decree, it's unchangeable. It's unalterable. It's eternal. We're not to mess with it. We're not to change it. We're not to try and uh, warp it to suit our own purposes. Because God is God and God never lies. His word is true and faithful. His decrees have ultimate authority. Darius had the authority then. And Tatnai, when he heard what the king had to say and he knew the authority that the king had, what did he do? He did it speedily. Because he was king, he was authority. So if Tatnai took the decree of that earthly king seriously, and if Tatnai took the decree of that earth, earthly king and did it speedily, how are we to be with the decrees of not the earthly king, but the eternal king? How are we to be? And as we close this morning, I want to look at three decrees of God. We've looked at three decrees of, of Darius. We want to have a look at three decrees of God. Firstly, turn to Jeremiah chapter number 17. Jeremiah 17 and verse number 10. Because the Lord issues a searching decree. Jeremiah 17 verse 10. Darius had the books searched. That was the earthly king's decree. But the eternal king's decree. I the Lord search the heart. I try the reins. Even to give every man according to his ways. According to the fruit of his doings. Here's a searching decree from the Lord. I the Lord Search the heart. 
to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Darius searched the scrolls, searched the books written in paper. The Lord, the sovereign Lord, searches the heart, that book of your life. And he sees. Then turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Familiar verse, but let's turn and read. Hebrews 13, verse 5. We've had a searching decree. The Lord searches the hearts. Here we have a supporting decree. We should never forget that God sees all. But also we should never forget that for the believer, he's with us through all. Let your conversation, this verse 5, Hebrews 13, And your conversation or let your manner of life be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he saith, or he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The earthly king issued a support and decree that those that were against the work of God had to support the work of God. But those people would have died out. That regime died out. Those words of the earthly king have gone and have no relevance now. But the eternal king's decrees are eternal. Are eternal. And the support and decree that we have as God's people this morning is to be content with the fact that God is with us and will never leave us. That's a decree. Forget about the law of the Medes and the Persians. It's fallen away into history. This is the law and decree of the sovereign, eternal God. And he has said to his people, I'll never leave you. And I will never forsake you. What a support and decree that is for his people. Amen? Amen. Then there's one more decree. We know that Darius issued a serious decree. And the Lord issues serious decrees. Let's turn to John chapter 3. John chapter 3 and verse 36. This is indeed a serious decree. John 3 verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. Folks, here's what I want to say to you this morning. I want to point you to Calvary's cross. I want you to point you to the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we're not subject to the decrees of Darius. As I've said, he's long gone. But we are all subject to the decrees of God. For those of us that are born again or saved... We can rejoice in the supporting decree. For those of us that sit here this morning that aren't saved. And again, I don't know hearts. You know, people are master deceivers. We all have that capability. We can show the world a fiend. We can show the pastor a spiritual facade. But the reality and the truth may be, I don't know. It may be that you sit here this morning and do not know the Lord is your saviour. There's a serious decree. The Lord searches our hearts. 
That's the search and decree. And if he does not find the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no supporting decree for you this morning. Just the serious one. That he that does not have the Son, that does not believe on him, shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. There is no more serious thing than that. To have the wrath of God. We don't fully comprehend what that actually means. There is only one that has fully comprehended that. The Lord Jesus Christ. On Calvary's cross as he hung upon that tree. Where the wrath of God abided upon him. Where he became sin for us. See, Tat and I didn't mess about with Darius' decree. Why do we mess about with God's decrees? The God that searches our hearts, that knows our hearts, then determines whether we spend eternity with him or eternity separated from him in hell. Why do we mess about? For the believer here this morning, why do we mess about in our lives when we have the supporting decree of an eternal God that he'll never leave us nor forsake us? Why do we worry? Why do we fear? Why do we stumble? Why do we fall? Why do we halt? Why do we not be about his work? Why is each and every person that claims the name of Christ across this globe not sold out for him? If he's the eternal God, and what he says can never be changed, never be altered, no matter what we try, no matter how we feel, no matter what we do, if God says it, that settles it. We look at this band of heathen rabble-rousers, and they show more loyalty to a heathen king that gives these three decrees than the people of God today that have the many, many decrees of God to enable them and equip them to do his work, to build his temple, as it were, in this day and age. The three decrees of Darius, searching, supporting, and serious. Three decrees of God that we've read this morning. Searching the hearts, supporting us, but on the serious note that God will not be mocked. He will not be fooled. And if we're not his, we will never have his support. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do pray this morning that your word would indeed search our hearts. Lord, help us to be real and honest before you, to not hide from you, for there is no hiding from you, that your words are true and eternal. Lord, we read this morning in our opening psalm, and Lord, I didn't plan for this psalm to be read this morning as we preached this message and heard this message from Ezra. But you have sovereignly purposed to gather. Psalm 12 says your words are pure. Your words are preserved. Your words are eternal. And they are, Lord Jesus. But Lord, will you help us to live according to that truth. And Lord, we all fail, each and every one of us, 
Lord, I confess that, um, Lord, far too often I discount your words and go with my own. But, Lord, our words are fallible. They'll fail. They'll fall away. Just like the words of Darius, those decrees, they're long gone. Darius is long gone. Lord, but you're not long gone. You're ever-present. So, Lord, will you help us to be serious about your word, to be serious about your work, and, Lord, ultimately to be serious about your will, that we might complete the work that you've tasked us to do in this day and this age. In Jesus' name, amen.